If you've ever seen the snow for the first time and you just stared there in fascination, you enjoyed a sunset with the people you love, or you felt a sense of joy rush through you when you were working on a project, then you felt the incredible aliveness of being. The beautiful thing is, is that this joy and aliveness can be felt at any moment And it has the potential to free us of future stress and past worries just by being in tune with the present moment. This is exactly what allowed me to flourish on my educational journey. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Journey with Joy podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you about how I began to enjoy my educational journey so deeply. As usual, the first thing I'm going to say, you can probably guess, being present (laughs) while working will absolutely transform anything you do. I remember a professor said to me at the beginning of this term that working with presence has the potential to absolutely transform your educational career. And this is simply because when you choose to come to a class, for example, and you arrive there, you're not rushed, and you just sit down and you engage with that lecture with a sense of just pure enthusiasm and curiosity, how is that different from when you rush into a lecture hall and you're thinking about all of the different deadlines that you have to do? We all have things to do and places to go, but why do we have to rush? Why do we have to make things unenjoyable Can we not choose to fully embrace and enjoy the thing in front of us at this very moment? I believe there was also a study in psychology that said students that work with presence tend to, first of all, enjoy, just simply enjoy their educational experience much more because they're just able to gently focus their curiosity out one thing at a time, on one thing at a time. But secondly, they actually achieve better academically because simply they're less stressed. (laughs) Um, They're not as focused on future deadlines constantly in the back of their mind or they're not dwelling on past failure. It's really important to not rush and to enjoy the process of everything because that's why we're here. This is simply the way that education transformed for me because when I just started showing up to studying, not as if it was a chore, but as if it was something fun and new to learn, I just felt so happy and at ease in my body and this was so different from when I sat down to work and I was always thinking about the next thing I had to do or the next class I had to get to. 
the thing is is you know you have things to do and you will do them but just surrender joyfully to the task at hand and see how this completely transforms your life another point that really transformed my educational journey was this idea of a growth mindset this might sound counterintuitive but separating yourself from the role of being a student is so important. When you fully identify with the role of being a student, any failure that comes your way will hit you so hard and cause you so much suffering (laughs) that it's simply not worth it. Whereas if you just view yourself as someone just free and somebody that wants to learn and show up to class because they're interested, then when those failures come, they're just viewed as opportunities to grow and to do better than last time. It's really important to separate successes and failures and just see the bigger picture of why you come to school, of why you're embarking on this educational journey. In Buddhism, there's a truth that summarizes what causes suffering. And they say that not getting what you want is one thing, and getting what you want is another thing. So every time that you get a success in school, and you're identified with this role of being a student, you feel like this big boost of confidence. But then another second, when you get that failure, it's ripped away from you just in an instant. It's very important to show up to these spaces with a deeper sense of confidence that isn't underlined with any identity, but just is passionate about learning. And that pure joy is what's going to drive you to want to grow and to take each challenge in your educational journey as an opportunity to grow deeper. One of the most amazing things I've seen in my educational journey was my ability to be able to stop complaining. (laughs) You might notice, I feel this is especially applicable also to the work environment, that sometimes, especially during weeks when there's so much to get done, people come to their workspace, their educational space, feeling more distressed than usual and often have a tendency to complain about deadlines or things that they have to do. I urge you in these times to show up to these spaces as a positive light energy and realize that there is no need to complain and that you can actually help yourself and your colleagues around you by choosing to act light. Like next time somebody complains to you about final exams coming up and the fact that they're really stressed and they say, don't you feel stressed? I urge you to say, well, there's a lot to do, but I'm really grateful that I get to spend this extra time studying things I love. See how that transforms this person in front of you and how it transforms your own energy. You have to practice allowing education be a form of something joyous 
because the more that you view it as something that's tedious and unenjoyable through your words and your actions, the more that it's not going to be enjoyable simply. Choose to be the light and choose to show people around you that education can be enjoyable. It doesn't have to be (laughs) something that causes us suffering. It can be the opposite. I just read, not read, but I'm in the process of reading this really beautiful book by Thich Nhat Hanh called The Zen Art of Saving the Planet. And it's a super beautiful book if you're interested on the power of positive leadership and what it means to be a good human and serve the earth in a way that has meaning. What it means when we lead with presence versus when we lead with fear. And one of the things that this book talks about is that becoming a positive leader in our work environment, in our educational environment, means that we have to start with being a leader in our everyday life first. We interact with a lot of people on a daily basis, right? We interact with a lot of strangers, people we don't know, as well as people we do know, like colleagues, friends, and family. We have to make a dedication for our words, our actions, and our thoughts, because showing up with a sense of joy and compassion through our words and our actions has the potential to show that we're a good leader to our community and to show people this work can be enjoyable. Imagine how positive it would be to show up to your educational spaces with a sense of positivity to everyone around you. Like how amazing and liberating would that feel? I think I used to fall into a very common trap (laughs) during my initial years of university in that when I noticed complaining, I always used to blame other people and think that other people were the problem and it was difficult to be around all this complaining in my work life, in my educational journey. But I realized that to change that negativity starts with me. So, you know, I can choose to say something of value and positivity that can offer this person inner peace and can also offer myself inner peace simultaneously. Now I ask myself in a negative environment, is it negative because this person is offering negativity, but am I also offering it back? And instead of offering something negative back, can I choose to offer positive light energy to this person and make this space as fun and enjoyable as possible. Another thing I'm going to talk about is how connecting with my community allowed education to become so enjoyable. I don't feel this is something that came very naturally to me at the beginning, but now that I'm further on in my journey, I really have begun to value the importance of giving back to my community 
and acting and contributing to my education by offering help to others. In the case of my example, something that I did to give back to my community was I joined a meditation mentorship program that allowed me to have the ability to teach meditation to my peers as well as others outside of my institution and also just be a mentor to people through my training. And I realized this was something that was so nourishing and of value because when I would show up to these spaces and practice offering help, it was so fulfilling and I actually felt more energized than drained. So I think that giving back to your education is something that can really help you flourish because you're not just taking you're also offering these wonderful skills and abilities that you've learned to help others flourish. It is such a beautiful gift to be able to do that. And every time you notice that you offer support to others, most of the time that support comes right back to you and you meet so many like-minded people that also want to help others and this is a very encouraging space to be in so if you can choose to help and give back to your community through through volunteer or through any kind of organization or affiliation that means something to you this will be so so rewarding to you just being the reason that people smile because you're giving back is just such an empowering thing and a reason to continue to show up for education. Continuing on, another beautiful thing that helped me on my journey was finding what balance and intention meant to me. Education and going to university or even high school, takes up a lot of time. It's simply a big commitment. Spacing out time to enjoy education and spacing out time for yourself is very empowering. For me, I feel this is what really allowed me to create so much inner peace around my life because I was able over time to learn what it meant to space my love of learning with my time for creativity, like making the podcast or doing art, and also just doing what's true to my heart, whether that's working on my free time, doing internships, spending time with loved ones, meditating, doing nothing, sitting in stillness, being able to intentionally balance all of these things with meaning is important. With that said, I feel that it's really a value to be able to realize what it means to protect your energy. Like, what activities do you notice drain you? For example, I noticed in my second year I had a phase where I was on social media a lot and I would go on social media in the morning 
for probably an hour (laughs) and I would feel absolutely completely drained for the rest of the day. So the time that I had to get to study, I was like, oh, why is this? Why is this so unenjoyable? Like, why am I so stressed out and tired? And I realized that when I started to be more aware of what gave me energy versus what drained my energy, being on social media was a big, big energy drainer versus meditating in the morning, which offers me space for vitality and curiosity throughout my day. It's very different. So being aware of where to put your energy how to study smarter, how to set boundaries when needed, and choosing to be surrounded by joy and show up for your community in the best way is a great way to respect yourself and deeply, deeply enjoy your educational journey. Now I'm going to shift a little bit into how getting different experience in your educational journey is really nourishing. If you have the ability to, for example, try new courses in something new that interests you, let let that happen. Do it. And if you are interested in trying new events that you feel you'll meet like-minded people in, then absolutely go for it because it will be really rewarding to be able to enter these spaces that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but just allow you to open your heart and your curiosity. It really makes your educational experience. And another thing I'm going to mention is that job experience should come naturally. I used to believe that Job searching was extremely stressful and time-consuming, and I think this is simply because I didn't let it come naturally. I always wanted to get certain internships or jobs during education so that they could go on my resume, but I didn't ever just in the past think, is this a value? to me applying to this job is this of value to me and now it's just so natural like I know when a job sits well with my heart and it just works because when I apply to that job I can write a cover letter in an hour and not feel drained at all and that is a wonderful indication to me that I am listening to my heart and I'm on the right path I think that when you do allow yourself to open up to new job opportunities or possibilities, make sure it's something that aligns with your heart and feels easy. Like you should want to contribute to that space with enthusiasm. <laughs> like you should want to contribute naturally. It shouldn't feel that it's forced. The very last thing I'm going to discuss that transformed my educational journey is to be interested and be open. Be completely open to new experience and new challenges, new things, because as I said, education puts you in a vulnerable spot 
sometimes things stay consistent and other things change and that is the beauty of it is that these challenges can enable you to grow so much and to flourish for the better the more that you practice positive leadership and showing up to these spaces with a sense of joy and openness the more that you will grow and feel energized to show up in these spaces and also inspire those around you so that is all I had to say about education and how mindfulness completely transformed my educational journey. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you all soon. Bye!